we were talking earlier today uh, about Texas and you know the uh, in the in the makeup of the ball club and the in the build of the ball club. Craig, this club is is really it really in my opinion, and you may correct me if I'm wrong, but in my opinion, this the mo of this club is all about their pitching and defense. That's what they've hung their hat on all season long, Tom. You know because. Uh, you were there and helped us out on a few broadcasts this season, and you saw where they set it up with their Friday night, Saturday night, and then and then it just kind of morphed into what they did on Sunday afternoons. Friday night was Ty Madden all season long. Saturday, Tristan Stevens, who uh, winds up right now leading the club and wins. He has 11 victories this year. Those two guys have been the one-two punch. And then uh, it started off with Colby Kubitschek, and then when he wobbled a little bit, Pete Hansen, who was supposed to be the weekend guy anyway, but who had a, a long road back from COVID and a couple of injury issues, slowly but surely built up his velocity, and he's been a devastating left-hander down the stretch. So they've got a one-two-three punch, and I, I know, I know, and I'm in complete agreement that Vanderbilt's one-two duo of Kamar Rocker and Jack Leiter is probably the best one-two starting combo in the country. But I don't know if there's a better one-two-three combo in the country than the three the Longhorns will take. And the ERA shows it at 2.89, which leads the nation and team to earn run average. Craig, I know it's a team that's answered the call all year long, but did, did they show you something? You know, USF hits that two-run bomb um, in game one to tie the ball game to, to immediately come back and walk it off in the ninth. Did that show uh, that this team was really, you know, ready to, to battle and, and kind of win a mentally tough game like that at home? I think it was a, an affirmation of what they'd kind of been doing. They, they, just, they just had a real, uh, you know, business-like approach about them. They've never really gotten too high or too low. And uh, in talking to David Pierce before the game yesterday, he said it was the, one of the things he continues to be proud of with this team, that he goes, there's no finger-pointing, there's no uh, getting up by anybody about it it's like okay let's go back to work and do it and and here's and and this i think touches on something that we've all seen with teams that get to omaha they find other guys to step in now for this ball club certainly zach zubia and ivan melendez have been a big one-two punch in the middle of the lineup with cam williams they've, they've been big but lately, it's been the bottom-of-the-order guys to do it. Trey Faltini, who's known really mainly, and rightfully so, for his glove at shortstop, has an 11-game hitting streak going. He's done a tremendous job. And then even Silas Ardwan found a way to get on base to set the table for Eric Kennedy, the number nine guy in the lineup, to hit that double off the wall for the game winner uh, on Saturday night. And then, and then everybody got into the act last night. So I think it's been the, the sum of the parts, and so often we've seen that with teams that advance to Omaha. It's the sum of the parts, pitching, defense, and timely offense. Talking with Craig Way, the voice of the Texas Longhorns. Craig, uh, I, w- I want to throw a couple at you here real quick, a couple ABs that uh, were interesting to me uh, for different reasons. Number one, talk about Peyton Powell, the Robinson Rocket, who who got an AB, got a base hit, and, and, and some headsy base running as well. And then also talk about, the DJ Petrinsky moment. I, I'm telling you, as you know, I've done some of the some of the work for you, and, and, and you know, you get to know these guys and, and know what they're about with the program. And that DJ Petrinsky moment was kind of special. You know, uh, both uh, moments there, I think Tom were were special. I think of a couple of things. First of all, you and I were in Huntsville to call uh, 
Peyton Powell's final high school game when they got eliminated there uh, by Sweeney in the in the uh, state playoffs in the quarterfinals a couple of years ago, and it seems like a decade ago, and that was that was just two years ago in 2019. He's had to be patient. He's had injuries. He had uh, he had to deal with some COVID protocol things. All of that, and yet he's been patient and worked the process. And David Pierce believes in him. He really does. He's talked about him on several occasions. He thinks Peyton can be a guy who can be a major addition to this ball club going forward. So that was one thing. It was good to see him get out there and get a get a hit and then score on the Williams homer. And then you brought up DJ Petrinsky. Uh, you know, he's kind of the old man of the group. He's technically a six-year senior. He's really in his seventh year of, of uh, college baseball counting what happened with COVID. And, and Tom, I know when you helped us out, you called some games where you played with the Longhorns. But I'm willing to bet when you were calling McLennan games, you did games when he was playing for Hill College uh, back in 2016 and 2017. <laughs> so he's, he's been around a long time. He was their starting catcher in 2018 when they were in Omaha the last time. There's three guys left from that team that was there three years ago. Uh, unfortunately, Austin Todd is unable to go. He injured his shoulder earlier in the season. It did, however, uh, create an opportunity for Doug Hodo, who stepped in and done a fine job, the fresh redshirt freshman in right field. But Todd is out. And then, he, of course, missed a full season with a labrum injury. And then, of course, the other is Zach Zubia, Mr. Reliable, who's reached base now in 38. What's a great story surrounding this team, as there are for all eight teams that wind up advancing Omaha. Craig, I know you've seen some uh, great ones, and there's been some great defensive players come through that program, but where does Trey Faltini kind of rank for you at, at that shortstop position making plays? Well, it's a great question. You know, we, we had a really good one down here a couple of years ago in David Hamilton, who, who's uh, right now having a good run in the minor leagues, uh, and, and he was one. But, you know, talking to a guy who knows – more baseball than I do. Keith Moreland, who was a three-time All-American at Texas and batted 410 in the 1975 National Championship team and is my broadcast partner on some uh, road games and works the home telecast for Longhorn Network. He thinks that Faltini is probably the best defensive shortstop this program's ever had. Now that is saying something for a, a program that's made 60 NCAA tournament appearances and about to make its 37th trip to Omaha and has been to the College World Series in all nine decades that the event has existed. To say that he's the best of all time, the best fielding shortstop of all time, it goes away, but I can see what he means by that. Trey gets the ball. He made a play last night in the game. And, fellas, there was a sequence in the game, and I know you'll, you'll, you'll think about this with me here, in the fourth inning when South Florida was making a push. They had runners at first and second, nobody out. There was a ground ball keeping the hole at short. Somehow, A, Faltini got to the ball, and B, fired it. A, hit the lead runner. And I think it so uh, threw off the third base umpire, Morris Hodges, he forgot it was a force play and called the runner safe. Of course, everybody went ballistic. The umpires got together. They didn't even have to uh, go to replay and said, you do know that was a force play, right? And, oh, okay, okay. So, because... You know, Trey makes those kind of plays that, that a lot of guys just simply can't make. So you have that. Then Antico makes a great play in the outfield to limit a shot with a gap to just a single. It got a run home for South Florida, but left runners on the corners with one out. Then they tried to squeeze. Tristan Stevens flipped it to the plate. Ardwan put the tag on, on the runner, at, and that was out number two. And then Stevens got a cold third strike for the final out. And they limited the damage to one run. 
that one defensive inning is really emblematic of what this team has done on a consistent basis this year. Craig, uh, as uh, as the Horns get ready to make their uh, their journey to to Omaha, just in simplistic terms, what does this club have to do to come home with another championship? Well, I do think they want to hit a little bit better. Uh, obviously, the four, five, and six guys, uh, Ivan Melendez and Cam Williams, uh, they they you know they they want to get going. I think in Doug Hodo, those three guys went a combined 0 for 12 in game one of the Super on Saturday night. Now, they turned it around last night. Melendez had only one hit the entire lately. He did come up with a base hit in his final at-bat there before he was then lifted later for Peyton Powell, who we talked about. Uh, and But Cam Williams walked four times to the plate there and uh, Keith Moreland and I are on the broadcast, and I said, uh, he said, boy, how rare would it be to walk five times in a game? And I asked Keith, I said, what's the most you've ever walked in a game? He said, four. And, I said, and then Cam takes a big cut, and he misses. I said, I have a feeling that Cam does not want to walk a fifth time. And Keith goes, well, it still might contribute. And about that time, he just hit it up by the UIL building. I mean, it was over the 405 uh, sign in, in or the 405 mark in deepest left center field. So he got going again. Hodo got going again. Uh, and I think if they have the middle of the lineup go, because the top of the lineup is doing its job, maybe getting Mitchell Daly going a little bit better again might help. But uh, Mike Antico has been incredible. He has 39 stolen bases this year. He has scored 64 runs from the leadoff and a tremendous job. So if they can get the middle of the lineup a little more amped up, I think the pitching and defense can handle the rest. Well, Craig, we appreciate the time today, as always. Thanks so much for being with us. Uh, a lot of fun watching those games. Uh, in, in the atmosphere, had to be just electric last night, didn't it? Oh, it was something else. Over 7,200 last night. And it had been a while since they had that kind of a turnout, obviously, in uh, the pre-pandemic times. So it was great to see. It was an electric environment, and everybody had a wonderful time. And and now they're hoping they can carry the good times north. Greg, thanks. Appreciate your time. Uh, enjoy your trip to Omaha, buddy. Hey, have a deep dish for me up there. I love that place. <laughs>